Pleasure, another episode of the Joker Character Study Series from Mike, Mike, and Oscar! And we're back! Welcome once again to the finale of the Joker Character Study Series. Uh, maybe, thankfully, depending on how you view it, the last time you'll have to hear that intro song to you. The song is the scariest song you've done thus far. <laughs> Thank no you. No question. Thank you. It is jarring. It is evil. You need help. I knocked it out of the park is all I'm hearing. I am your co-host, Mike One. This is co-host also, Mike. This Hi. is Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Like we said, this is the finale of the Joker Character Study Series, and this is October 9th. 2019, 10 years to the day of the release of the movie Couples Retreat, Michael. I don't know if I've seen this. This, uh, is... If you have TBS in the last decade, you've yeah, but seen you this know, movie. You know I don't watch TBS. But it was on before streaming, and yeah. and, and I don't know what Who else do. is in it? <laughs> uh, well, we got Jason Bateman. He's in it. Okay. Right. Uh, Vince Vaughn is one of the leads. Yeah, I refuse to look this up. More white people <laughs> plus those two guys. It's it's is it more your stubbornness that you refuse to look this up, or is it sadder that I'm rambling these off the top of my head as if I've just seen? Couples it, it's retreat. very sad. <laughs> Here's how you would have fixed that movie if you uh-huh. took all of the great voice actors and actors who played the Joker. You're not wrong. Plus all of the great voice actors and actors that played Harley Quinn, look. and then all of the Batman villains, and you put them on a couples retreat. Now that. A move. Not only are you right, mm. <laughs> but also that's a hell of a job to segue back into relevancy for what this episode is covering. I have uh, a future in improv after all. After <laughs> so many failures, we are doing uh, a recap. We have a Joker character study mm-hmm. award show which is going to serve as the ultimate recap and summary of the previous eight episodes we had in this series. So episode one, we covered the origins, history, and timeline of the Joker character. We covered all of the great performers who have, you know, worn the face paint or voiced the clown prince. That is so many people. There's been like, I don't know, I didn't count and I don't know how to count, but I would rest, estimate like 1,500 different portrayals of we Joker. Sh- probably should have counted. Not we necessary. Count. Okay. <laughs> Episode 2, we covered Caesar Romero's Joker via 1966's Batman the Movie and the TV series there with Adam West with Burgess Meredith and company. One of the true gems, if you haven't gone back and seen that movie <laughs> ever or lately and if you do spend a lot of time being mired in the overly seriousness, not only of Oscar movies in general, but of the Joker movie, specifically The mm-hmm. Walking Phoenix, a good palate cleanser, I would say. It was would quite, be going back to the, watch the 66 Batman movie. It was a palate cleanser for all other movies. Yeah. That's a correct answer. <laughs> Episode 3, we did something fun for the release of It Chapter 2. We did a final preview for that film. We did a Pennywise versus the Joker guess the plot segment that we didn't prepare for. It just kind of happened. Yeah. It, we riffed on it in preparation of both this Joker movie, Walking Phoenix's and in a preview of It Chapter 2, I would say one of those movies landed probably better with us than the other did. Yeah, definitely our movie. Definitely our movie. But we also did a history of evil clowns in entertainment and in real life. Yes. 
2016 clown sightings, John Wayne Gacy, a lot of a lot of real stuff in that episode that we went over. A lot of highlights and happiness. Yeah. <laughs> episode four, we did Jack Nicholson's Joker via 1989's Batman, directed by Tim Burton, Mike. And maybe the one of the Godfather portrayals of this clown prince, if Cesar Romero doesn't fit that bill, Jack certainly would. We continued episode five, Mark Hamill's Joker via 1992's Batman: The Animated Series. We're gonna have a lot to say about him today, and I just wanna. Recall here, the animated series much better than I remembered it as a kid. It's so much better than what kids have for cartoons these days. Really, at least from what I've seen. But maybe my nephew just watches crap. But <laughs> like, it's so much more in depth and so much more substantive than what I see on cartoons these days for kids. Your nephew has like a uh, Yui Bowl sensibility, right? For, yeah, his adaptations kids. are just awful. <laughs> And I'll stand by that, Huey Bull. Dave's uh, going to get on us this week. <laughs> no, he'll agree with you. <laughs> Episode 6, Heath Ledger's Joker, which was, of course, from 2008's The Dark Knight by Christopher Nolan, as if that needs an introduction. What a great rewatch. Oh, my great, Lord. Uh, you forget how great that movie is. And we didn't even touch on it. Like, what did we say? We covered maybe a third of what that movie has in True. store. We left the majority of we it. We focused. We need to, yeah. For once on, in our lives. <laughs> miracles happen. <laughs> Episode 7, we did dive into Jared Leto's Joker via 2016 Suicide Squad, which also featured Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, obviously, and Will Smith's Deadshot, who we'll never see again. All 12 minutes of Jared Leto's Joker 13 and a half minutes. minutes. Two, over a two-hour movie, 13 and a half minutes of screen time. Time for the Clown Prince of Crime. What a oh, mistake. Yeah. Boy, we had some things to say about that movie, too, even though it's a Joker review. If you want to go back and listen to that episode, we so make our feelings known. Ultimate freakouts on how awesomely... Well, that's that's a stretch. Yeah. It's not awesomely yeah. bad, but it, it wasn't as bad as we remembered no. it at the same time. No. And yet we had fire because it could have been really right, good. I think. Right, right. Yeah, probably just a missed opportunity there. And then episode eight, obviously the one preceding this episode in the series, we did cover Joaquin Phoenix's Joker of this year. We gave it the full fledged Oscar sprint profile breakdown. We held it up to what we think it could be uh, facing in store for it as far as the little golden statues go mm. later on in award season. Definitely go back and like we said a couple times, just as a means of setting the stage. For that episode, if you haven't had a chance to look at it yet, we really did try to put our all into it and give you some takes that you're probably not going to hear everywhere else that we certainly didn't feel were as numerous and, and right. relevant as you get in a lot of other places. So if you haven't had the chance to go check that out, please do so. And look, I mean, if somebody else said it, they're copying us. Right, exactly. <laughs> Won't throw the gauntlet down there <laughs> casually. Michael, uh, we've seen a lot of Jokers. We've seen a lot of stuff to get ready for these episodes. So let me ask you a question here. What was your favorite episode thus far in the Joker character study series? So I was going to like hedge and say a bunch of them, like three or four. Right. Because I liked a lot of these episodes. <laughs> but I'm not going to do fun, that. Yeah. I'm going to give you a clear answer. And that's the, the job of an award show on MMO. That's true. We're supposed to give you clear and definitive takes. I'm going to say Caesar Romero's Joker was my favorite episode to record, to re-listen to. I got the most feedback from family on that one. That's the one. That's surprising. I wouldn't think you would pick that one, but that certainly was, no question, the funniest episode we did, because that movie It's the is... only funny episode we did. <laughs> Probably. That's peak like, absurdity. It's, it's, it's just a shark repellent spray. Right. <laughs> 
is, is where I'll leave that. That I, episode wrote itself. Yeah, it did. We really didn't have a lot of work to do to get that one on air. I, I'm the opposite. I think the, the deep dive we did into The Dark Knight was just so enriching and fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And the preparation stuff, which was the research that you did, uh, really informed me about stuff I didn't know about Heath Ledger. We kind of disputed some urban legends about right. what the character did to him and his preparation for it. So that was really cool, I thought. That was like a three-day deep dive. It was heavy. It was a very, very heavy uh, heavy rewatch and heavy episode, I thought, and heavy content matter, but I thought it was very enriching. So we have a litany of stuff from you to choose from in this series. This has been a really cool rewatch, we feel, and having focusing it on a character instead of a movie or instead of a franchise necessarily has been kind of unique for us. So we obviously want to know your thoughts and what you think about anything we've done here in the Joker character study series. And tune into MMO Weekly and Oscar Race Checkpoint. We've covered a few seminal moments for the new Joker movie, September 9th. We covered Venice's Golden Lion win. We covered all of the controversies last week on October 3rd, Mm -hmm. heading into the premiere. So you definitely tune back into those two weekly shows. We'll continue to discuss its Oscar chances and how it's just making all the money in the world. <laughs> yeah, uh, the controversy has served it well, whether it's a marketing strategy or not. It's done its job. It's made buku bucks at the box office. We touched on that just this past MMO Weekly. But for today, we do have an award show. We're going to be giving out awards as we do to put the finishing touches on all rewatch series that we do. Mm-hmm. And this will be no different. The Joker Character Study Award Show. We will start with non-spoilers. And then we will have a spoiler section of what we covered in this character study. So if you watched along with us, or if you watched from the get-go, then this entire episode. So to say for you, if you still want to see some of these movies without spoilers, then stick around for our opening non-spoiler section, which will culminate in our favorite Joker re-rank. And then to end our spoiler section, we'll rank our favorite Batman and Joker movies. So that's the layout of the episode. All right, Mike, how are we starting off? Best Joker hair. <laughs> Is it Cesar Romero? And that was just flo- free-flowing. It was. I mean, it really was something else. Quaffed well. Jack Nicholson had the classy, you know, art critic style hair there. <laughs> it's true. Heath Ledger had the ratty rock star hasn't, Joker hair. Hasn't seen a shower in weeks. Jared Leto was like John Hamm's hairdo from Baby Driver, which we've praised on this mm, show before. Mm, slick back. And then Joaquin Phoenix underrated hair, I would say. You think so? I do think it was pretty damn good. I mean, Wild and unkempt show. in some scenes. A great scene where he's, like, making it green, too. Right. Probably going to go down as one of the best scenes of the year for certain. So here's my question about this category. Mm. Does hair include facial hair? It could. Then Cesar Romero wins in a book. Okay, so with, if it does With a runaway. If, if it doesn't include that, I would say probably Leto? Could be. I think it's he's the pristine. most dapper Joker looking, but again, if facial hair is counted, Cesar Romero's mustache is legendary and it's taken on a life of its own, so that's where I'd land. The best quality of hair is Leto. The hairstyle that I admire most and wish I had was Romero. Yeah. That's what I would say. <laughs> that's probably a good way to break it down. I agree. <laughs> all right, Mike. Best Joker makeup. Take them all. Romero, Nicholson, Ledger, Leto Phoenix. And then, you, I mean, you could talk about the animated Hamill in the series, the Hamill mm. in Arkham Asylum. You mm. got some great graphics for both of those. Good point. Best Joker makeup. Again, I have to ask the caveat, the lawyer and me. Are we including the, the prosthetics that some of these men wore? Yes, yes you so can. So we're talking about care, makeup on the actor is what we're saying. Correct. Again. Okay. If it's makeup on the actor, I think Ledger's was stunning. Mm. Stunningly good. I would put Phoenix's up there, though. Uh, but I think I would land on Ledger. So even though it didn't work for Ledger, like the prosthetics didn't work, they would come unstuck unless he licked them on. 
And that added to the character, I think, didn't it? <laughs> but I'm just saying, it was a faulty uh, right. aesthetics. It was not... Uh, the adhesion was weak, is what we'll say. That's right. Uh, I'm going to have to say Jared Leto here, I think. Because really? it just is very unique. And I think it's the best quality of makeup. So the prosthetics, I'm going Nicholson. Because I thought that was... Nicholson is good. unique because he was backwards with it. Like, his skin was white in this, so he needed human flesh tone paint over I, his skin. I have nostalgia for 1980s right, makeup Very that works. And Prosthetics that work. When it, when it actually still holds up, I'm, like, pleasantly surprised. So I got, like, a two-part answer. Like, Ledger is just, again, it's just the cleanest. It works the best. The, the, the look is very unique. Nicholson, though, is probably my favorite, I would say. So you... Is it Leto or Nicholson? Best is Leto. Favorite is Nicholson. Are you including in your Leto answer the work on his torso, all the tattoos? Yeah, oh yeah, you're including oh, yeah. all the yeah. It's that's the biggest job. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. That's that's tough to overlook. I, I don't, I can't. You've picked nothing I can quabble with yet. If that's a word, quabble that's right. is a that's great it. word. That's the newest word that we've come up with on this show that I am most pleased with. Snubbable, trepidatious. We're not sure yet. Neither of us. Trepidatious it up. is a word. You, it is a word. But trepidatiously, I don't know if you could turn it into an adverb. So I'm not. I'm not positive about that. But quabble. That's yeah. a, that's excellent. That's fair. Wonderful. That is. Wonderful job. Most iconic Joker look overall, Michael. I'm gonna shock some people. I'm gonna go Mark Hamill. I think the animated series look is, is pretty iconic. And I think that's that's, cool. uh, that's what people... Now, is it based specifically and only off Nicholson's look? That's the argument you could make, I think. So my choice is Nicholson. Yeah. Because I do think he kind of set the template for all the new guys. You know, the hair's a little longer. It's not super duper short. You have the manipulation of the face, mm -hmm. which is going to set a template for the grill, for the scars... It's going to be a trendsetter in a lot of ways. And it's unique. He did have a great suit, too. I would love to know where the tailor found that fabric uh, for that purple. I mean, it was a bright purple. Nicholson's probably the right answer. But again, legendary, best look in my mind. I still go to Hamill first, who's based on Nicholson. So I'm, and you're I'm talking animated series. Yeah. Animated series, right. Hamill. Okay. Right. Okay, next category is the most innovative Joker look. Mm -hmm. Nicholson. Ledger, Leto, and Phoenix. I think those are the four innovative looks. I guess you could say Hamill and Arkham because he got so sick, but... Uh. Yeah, no, Hamill, Hamill's... I don't even know if he'd be a snub. I think it's a good job by the Academy here not including him. <laughs> um, Nicholson, you can't say it's innovative, right? Because it's kind of just Romero more purple. Okay. Ledger, you could say it's kind of innovative with the scars, but I think this is between Leto and Phoenix, isn't it? I don't know. No? I, I, I kind of hedged toward Ledger, actually. Really? I, I, I originally wrote down Leto. I mean, it is innovative. It is super unique. It's a wholly different take. But with Ledger, you just... All right, grimy rock star, many different looks, mask. The, the scars were shocking. Yeah. The face paint that was all haggard with all the lines. I'm going to go Ledger. It's tough, though. I, 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 See, the, I can't wobble here. Yeah, Le Leto speaks for itself. Phoenix, I don't think, is a Joker look at all. So, innovative, it's really nothing like we've seen from the character. I mean, it's truly a different clown. He just wants to be called Joker, as we see in one of the big scenes. I can agree with that. So I think I'm going to land Phoenix. I think I'm going to say hmm. Phoenix, because all the other ones have uh, 
kind of, well, excuse the pun here, but paint-by-numbers looks as far as certain hallmarks and trademarks of a Joker character. Thesis of the episode so far, it's hard to quabble. <laughs> Best Joker laughs. Now, you could pick one. You could pick the the group of laughs per one character. It's up to you. So, Joaquin Phoenix has two. He has the... <laughs> and then he has the uncontrollable one. Thank you. <laughs> Jared Leto has the almost penguin life like life. Ah, ah, Thank you. Ah, ah. Heath Ledger has a few. He has the he, he, ooh, ah, ooh. <laughs> He's got that slow one. He's got the found footage laugh, which is just maniacal. This is our mountaintop, by the way. This is the peak of this <laughs> podcast and this right. brand, this, uh, this category right here. It doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> Hamill's got the uh, smoker's laugh. Ah! But he's, he's got the laugh for every mood of, of him and, and his Joker animated characters. I have more to say about that. Keep going. Jack Nicholson has the big laugh now, and it's the maniacal standard of a laugh, right? But the following giggle is what sets him apart, I think. He get, he gets deep in the... the... <laughs> too, at the end of his. That kind of like, <laughs> yeah, gaspy, lungy... <laughs> Which is part of the show. Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not dying. Yes, that's intentional. Romero pretty much has the standard laugh, but he's able to carry it on through fights, through, you know, serving people tea. I would argue Romero is out Joker laughed by the Riddler in the, I mean, the Riddler has a better Joker laugh in 66's Batman than the Joker does. The Riddler out Jokered the Joker in many occasions. And that even though we love Romero. Of course. And he, none of this really happens without him setting the blueprint. But that, as far as iconic laugh, I don't think you can give it to Romero. I have no idea who I'm picking here. We have to work ourselves through this. This Leto wins the unique, right? He wins the most unique laugh. Okay. I I don't think I can call it the best though. Uh, yeah, it's not the best because right. it's kind of awkward. Right. And, and Phoenix is totally awkward, both sides of the coin. But see, here's my problem with Phoenix. What does best mean exactly? Because if best is best suited for the character we talked about in our review, there's True. nothing redeeming really about this his portrayal of the Joker. His laugh characterizes. Right. Yeah, it is wholly Art, disturbing yeah. and off-putting and just meant to shock you and keep you at unease throughout the, your viewing. Yeah, you learn a lot about Arthur Fleck, you know, from both those styles of laughter. Right. Heath Ledger, though, I think is the most well-rounded and I'm not going to say best repertoire because probably, that probably goes to Hamill. But I would say, like, pr- to fit the scenes, Heath Ledger's probably my favorite. And, I, and if I'm saying he's my favorite, hmm. I'm going to call him my best. Hmm. Interesting. Repertoire is Hamill's. He's, he's got the yeah. Whole... See, Hamill's got the widest range, right? Of like yeah. Joker emotions, which is a weird thing to say because the Joker isn't really supposed to have a lot of emotions, at least not how we think about them stereotypically. So either that means Hamill wins for me, or that disqualifies him. <laughs> I'm not sure which it is. All right. So here's a quick addition to the category. If you could have one of these actors voice the introduction to the Joker character study in a, hmm. in a dream scenario, who would it be? I think it would be Hamill. Probably. Probably him. I would think I would agree with you. So should that be how we figure this one out? Ledger would be Mm. creepy as shit. Yeah, he would. Would that turn off viewers or listeners? Would they not click on it? The look goes with Ledger. Hamill's probably has the best audio here. I think, yeah, I think I agree with Hamill being the 
being the winner here. I think so you're talking me into that. Just because Ledger's my favorite, I, I can't call him the best. I think I think the best Joker laughs belong to Mark Hamill, yeah, I and think, I think that's I think I agree. That's the truth. I think we did a good job there. That was very scholastic and very educational and scientific. That was very hard. Just facts only at this podcast. <laughs> Mike, the most surprising behind-the-scenes revelation on how the actor got into the Joker character based on our first segment of every standalone episode in this series. I love this category. Cesar Romero refused to shave his mustache. Uh-huh. And set the stage for so many Henry Cavills to come. <laughs> now, Jack Nicholson negotiated an eventual... 60 to 90 million dollar take after 89's Batman and he did it while getting the f- scheduling to go see all of his Laker games. So the scheduling flexibility, I should say. The Laker games come into play greatly here because after he made all that money, did he just buy the season tickets for life at that point? He just put me down for every season <laughs> in that seat. Yeah, done, <laughs> done deal. I mean, and Jerry Buss is uh, super happy right. at that point. He's rolling it in. Biggest movie star on the planet. Mark Hamill voiced the Joker 28 times. Did you think it was that many times? Absolutely not. I don't think a lot of people realize that, how he did a few portrayals, he did the video games, he did the animated series, that's probably it. No, 28 separate times the man was behind a microphone doing the Joker voice. And that's not 28 episodes. No, absolutely. (laughs) Different iterations, (laughs) different IPs featuring the Joker. Insane. Heath Ledger rode around on a skateboard in between takes on set. This is part of the debunking of the urban legend we talked about. So many people are convinced that Heath Ledger's playing the Joker kind of corroded the actor's mind. True. From what our research proved, that didn't seem to actually be the case. He seemed to, for a lot of accounts in the I Am Heath Ledger documentary that that Mike Mm -hmm. talked about, uh, he seemed very with it at all times and very in the moment and was having fun portraying the Joker to the point where he was so relaxed he was skateboarding around on the set between takes. Shocking to me. That was something I learned throughout this study. Jared Leto sent live rats and dead pigs to fellow cast members. Oh, and also cupcakes. Okay. So shocking... Clearly. I don't know that this could win surprising, because if you cast Jared Leto as the Joker, you got to expect this at some point in your mind, right? <laughs> like, you got to expect he's going to go off the deep end with something. He definitely went off the deep end with this thing. There's no question about it. Now, for this last one, you got to call it a surprise for when you initially heard about it. Mm. Joaquin Phoenix losing 52 pounds to play the part. Really doesn't look like him at all. I mean, even mm. his face is kind of distorted in his uh, playing of the Arthur Fleck here for the for Joker movie. I, keep I hope it was keto. Joker. I hope it was balanced. I hope it was... <laughs> A responsible way to lose this weight. I hope it wasn't torturing himself. It's so... Just be an A-lister and lose and put on weight however you want, whenever you feel, and it's that easy. And shame on all of us who are always fat for no reason. I can't imagine why there's a body dysmorphia issue in society to these days. Um, that's I, can't, my, I can't disagree with any of that. It hits all the closer to home. It's my social commentary for the day. I'm a month into my own diet, and I'm like 14, 15 pounds down now. Yeah, you're doing great. You're, I'm you're trying. Doing, you're doing fantastic. It's hard. It's really Joaquin hard. Phoenix is losing 52 pounds in a week and a half and then gaining it all back in pure muscle. And If I eat another almond, <laughs> I'm going to fuck something up. Let's just say that much. I like how you pronounce it, too. Like it's the married with children's father's first name. Al Mund. The Al yeah. Bundy Mund. <laughs> all right. Most surprising behind-the-scenes revelation. What do you land on this? Most surprising for me, Mike is Jack Nicholson's take, his financial take. 
That that shocked me the most. That he made sixty to ninety million on eighty nine's mm. Batman. That is the most. The surprising. number is very surprising, but once you hear that he took less to do this, even eighty nine, if you heard that he was taking less than his standard fee to do this, you would think he's going to recoup it at some way. And just seeing over the following 30 years what a big cultural touchstone that movie had become, I th- I don't think it's shocking to me just because it's like, yeah, he better have made out well. Yeah, he was the was A-lister like even then. $500 million back then. Right. And this is an actor who could have, you know, negotiated whatever salary he wanted, mm. right? But the fact that he got that back end, I, I can't believe that. Regardless, I think I'm going to land on Heath Ledger. Mm -hmm. Just because of my own biases and stereotypes and beliefs I went into learning about his portrayal with. And they're having them all be shattered by what we talked about. And it really is an informative episode. Do go check out the Heath Ledger episode through the Joker character study series we did. But I think that's where I'm going to land. I was going to say him, but I watched the documentary a couple years ago. So going into this study... So you were prepared. I knew kind of that the family was, was saying all these things. I really didn't dive into it until now. But I kind of expected that. But I, I, I was shocked by that initially yeah. as well. Yeah. That he was just fun-loving guy, even while he was playing the Joker, and it was all overblown, the urban legend. Crazy. Music. Absolutely crazy. So, two big awards to close out the non-spoiler section here, Mike. Mm-hmm. Best acting performance. Just rank them. I, I have my rankings here. So I, I, I guess let me start, and you can... Yeah. Because you're, you're, you're on the spot. My number six is Cesar Romero. That's probably more of the movie than it is the overall. <laughs> okay? I just It has to be. And I love him for it. The nostalgia. Penguin poison repellent spray. <laughs> Jared Leto is my number five. He got stunned so wrongly by the studio. Yeah. The, the Suicide Squad mishandling Mike O'Donnell is one of the biggest bundlings in, in WB's history because you had it all set up for you. You had a Joker movie set up for you afterwards, and, they're, yeah, and they just couldn't help but intervene. They're all coming off of like Oscar movies, yeah. too, and uh. Oscar campaigns, and they're, all, they're either going in or out of Oscars stuff, and they screwed You're it so up. You're so right. Uh. Mark Hamill's my number four, Mike, and that's... A tough call. That is. It's just, it's a loaded category. You might be right, but these are like some legendary portrayals we're dealing with here. So this is the crazy part now. I'm putting Jack Nicholson at three. How much did this hurt you to do? It pained me so much because Joaquin Phoenix's performance is phenomenal. Do you just look back at your childhood, a young also Mike, and he's just in tears right now thinking about growing up also Mike is putting this performance? I watched 89's Batman a lot. Yeah. And I, I really grew up on it. Right. This hurts me. It really hurts me. But Joaquin Phoenix's versatile yeah. performance shocked me. It bowled me over. He's going to get Oscar nominated this year. Likely. Speaking of Oscar nominated, Heath Ledger's my number one. So I don't think I can argue at all with Ledger being number one. It's still, it's just so iconic and, and just, uh, it's perfect. I don't, I, this, ranking these is such a masochistic enterprise. Like, you're just asking to hurt yourself and to belittle yourself and listen to this episode back and be angry with what we We have on. to get into character a little bit here, and Joker's a masochistic <laughs> character, so. Yeah, that's a good point. Alright. Ledger's, Ledger's my one. I agree with you there. I probably agree with Phoenix and Ugh. Nicholson. I think you have it right, to be honest with you, which I hate because I Mark Hamill I think deserves better, but you just can't in good conscience put him above. I mean, you got these little twenty-two minute spurts of him doing these individual bad things, yeah. whereas you have Nicholson Ledger and uh, Phoenix doing two hours worth of one crime that sticks with you so vividly. Mike, how great would it be to get old man Batman versus old man Joker like to lead into a Harley Quinn versus Batgirl new oh, series yeah. and have Mark Hamill? Against pick your you know yeah, Batman. I'm in. 
Anything. Wouldn't that be the greatest thing <laughs> I'm ever? absolutely in, without question. And I would love to see Hamill in real life be given the chance to portray him on the screen. If that happened, yeah. now Mark Hamill can leapfrog. Because he's the voice is phenomenal, right. but there's just it's not the right. You're Right. I mean, you're literally, it's apples and oranges. Cart- it's a half-hour cartoon against these epic cinematic adventures. It's, it's tough. But we could take all of the animation, etc., for this next category, Mike. And I'll let you start here. Rank your Joker six to one, your favorite all time. So we're talking literally you know, the ultimate on a scale of one to Joker. Who's your Joker, basically? Here? Who's your Joker here? Okay, six to one, six. I'm sorry, Cesar Romero. I just don't have that much exposure to you. <laughs> that movie is patently absurd. Your parents <laughs> failed you. I'm sorry. I, I love your parents, but they failed you. Five. I, I I'm still going to go Jared Leto, and I feel okay. awful about that. I think it has the most potential. Just because it's a wholly unique and different take on the mm-hmm. character, and he's not presented at all like we had seen it up to that point, and there's just not enough of him, and the plot gets bogged down, and it's just a messed opportunity. Do you think, with Joaquin Phoenix now existing in the DCEU, do you think there's room for another Jared Leto Joker movie, whether it's Birds of Prey 2 or whatever that sequel would be called? Do you think he's going to be Joker again? No. no. Because he's signed up to do that other, I can't remember off the top of my head, but he's already attached to another comic book movie property. I think, Morbius, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for Sony. Yeah. I think there is room to keep two parallel universes without them intersect. They could intersect if, if WB ever wants them to, but I mm-hmm. think there's room to have a Joker sequel Batverse where we have Joaquin Phoenix reprising the role. This is a big discussion yesterday on mm-hmm. this, on October 7th on film Twitter about a Joker sequel and I think it could play well even without a Batman I think if you had what Gotham the TV show did adapt it to the Joker verse there okay. and you yeah. have basically Bruce Wayne becoming Batman over a series you know going from a, an adolescence to teenage blah 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 I agree with that last point because you need like a Gordon right you, you need a hero some kind of a hero right you need, absolutely without question so but I think that can exist Parallel to the Harley Quinn universe existing. All right, so to get back to the 6-5, I just have that inverted. I have Leto at my 6, Romero at my 5. If they remade, if they redid, if they gave him a fresh start, Jared Leto might leapfrog up because he's that talented. Yeah, I I agree with that assessment. Um, For favorite Jokers. This is hard. Look, I don't have the attachment to Jack's Joker that you do. Oh. And I'm really, really sorry that I have to do oh, this. This hurts me. I know. I don't want to do this. Who I am. But just, again, we're dealing with these guys <laughs> that are just... Four through one is just all legendary Oscar stuff. Yeah. Right? It's the cream of the crop in character portrayals, not only in comic book movies, but just in movies, period, as far as baddies go. Ask me in 10 minutes and I'll change my mind, but for now, Jack's my four. (laughs) Jack's your four. All right, so you're three. Let's go down to three. Phoenix. Okay, and that's not recency bias. This is really... No, yeah, it's a a stunning portrayal. That movie is him. Jack is helped out. I think Jack is a lot of Batman 89, but Jack is helped out. If Joaquin failed at all in that portrayal, the whole movie, just because it already had so much going against it, it would be a total disaster. So I think it's, it's... 
it's probably a little recency bias. Like, like I said, ask me in you know a week and maybe I'll change my mind. But I, I do wholly believe that Joaquin carried that movie, obviously. So Joaquin's my four, but you keep going. Who's your number two? I can't believe I'm going to do this, but Heath. I, my number one's Mark <sighs> Hamill. I, he's just, he's what I think of. When, and it's, it, it, that is total bias, obviously, because of this ranking. Because you grew up. I grew up with Mark Hamill as my Joker before yeah. I was exposed to Jack's Joker. And obviously Heath came to me later in life. He's just who I think of. He's just my fallback. He's my default Joker. For how often you joke about how you are not a man of principle. <laughs> You really are, because you said this at the beginning of the rewatch. You said Mark Hamill was your number one. Coming out of this yeah. study, he's still your number one. You have principles, even though you joke about not. I'm a prisoner to nostalgia, is what it is. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm held captive by my own mind, and I don't want to grow up. I'm basically the Toys R Us theme song. So I'm a little older than you. Yeah. And Mark Hamill's my number three. And it's, it's a understandable. Tough it's it's a understandable. But I watched it as an older brother. Right. I didn't keep listening and watching the Mark Hamill stuff going forward. I'm not a gamer, so I came to all that's the, the other that's thing. The other yeah, thing. it's that the Arkham series. I love playing video games, yeah. and you're constantly reminded how great he is through those. So, whereas my like young childhood Joker was Jack Nicholson, right. so that's my number two. And Heath Ledger coming out of college, being bored with real work. Going in 2008, that summer. Wanting to blow up a hospital, as you've talked about yeah, often. On, you know. <laughs> of course, your segues are just, they need some Was that not you? Do I have you confused with someone else? I think this movie was an important just staying a Toys R Us kid for me. You know, I wholeheartedly agree. i seen it in the theaters five times. It's so good. I'm sorry, that's a lie. It was four times. It was four times in theaters. It's a lot. It was a lot. It's, I mean, but it's a lot for a reason. I think it's fair to say that Christian Bale's great, Gary Oldman's great. There's a lot of great things happening in that movie. But the draw of that movie, you keep going back to see Heath Ledger's Joker. What a shocking performance. Shockingly ah. great performance. All right, so that's our way too long non-spoiler section. Let's get into spoilers. Spoilers ahead! <laughs> What's so funny? Just... This is a spoiler warning. All right, this is the spoiler section featuring all spoiler-rific awards for the Joker Character Study Series. This is the finale of our Joker Character Study Series brought to you by Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Thus, we might be spoiling or getting into the plot of a lot of these Joker portrayals. So if you do not want them ruined, if you have not seen them, or if you want to hold off, uh, hit pause. Go watch every movie the Joker was in (laughs) and then come back and hit play. Otherwise, all spoilers all the time. The finale of the Joker Character Study Series brought to you by Mike, Mike, and Oscar in the Joker Character Study Series Award Show. Michael, what do we have? All right, number one, though, we're going to frame scenes... We are going to quote quotes. So yeah. if, if Poorly. You, but it turns to like plot spoilers. I don't know if we're going to crush those. But we in Evil Deeds, we might mention a few things. Yeah, and, and at this point, if you're listening to us, you've seen... Most of these. The important ones. If you haven't seen Suicide Squad, that's understandable. But the other ones you've probably seen. <laughs> and we're, yeah, we're not going to go out of our way right. to spoil these. But, right. okay, most memorable quotes. Cesar Romero, when he is told that he swallowed the cat bait. 
Cesar Romero, of course, says, and now to make him bat paint. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good for what that character and what that movie tone is. Yes, it sounds childish, but that movie is for kids. Yeah. Uh, let's alternate here. Go ahead, Mike. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? That was your favorite quote I love that movie. quote, yeah. It was, it was great. Mark Hamill, his Christmas with the Joker, he sings the song that we sang at every Christmas. Jingle bells, bat dead smells, Robin Lady. It was very, very cool to see the Joker actually go meta there and, and bring you to your childhood and what you all chanted at the, the kids you didn't like in elementary school. I was a bully. This whole bully movement really shined some lights on some things I did when I was a youngster. So I'm having to really come to Jesus moment you, throughout the last couple of years. Harsh words about yourself, harsh <laughs> words about me earlier. You're on the edge right now. Heath Ledger, of course he has a couple, and they're legendary and were the marketing for the Dark Knight. Movie. I couldn't just do one. I want to know how I got these scars. <laughs> Why so serious? And here we go. The gifts that keep on yeah. gifting for yeah, the world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we keep using them. So that's Heath Ledger. Jared Leto. It was harder to pick something from Jared Leto, but here you go. Oh, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to hurt you. Real, real bad. You can't do that quote without like having the circular electronic things. And in yet your I hands. did. Yeah, you did. I was impressed. That was impressive because I, I, I was doing it under the desk while you were speaking. It's impossible to hear that. That's what you were doing. All right, no, good. it was masturbating. <laughs> yeah, Joaquin Phoenix uh, as Arthur Fleck. Oddly and maybe ironically, maybe not as many memorable quotes as you would think so a movie far. based on Joker would be. I had a hard time. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. So what we time. came up with was, uh, I used to think that my life was a tragedy, but now I realize it's a comedy. So you realize there how screwed up he is. Oh, yeah. And that's a big moment. And that's the lens for his actions throughout the movie. I mean, True. it's a very apropos, you know, you got to state the theme like you say so many times. That's what it is. You're supposed to. And, I, mm -hmm. and he does there. So how do you pick here, Mike? Do you stick with the title of this category, most memorable mm. quote, and have to go with something Heath Ledger said? No matter how you cut this onion, it's Heath Ledger for me. Whether it's your favorite quote, whether it's the most memorable one, whether it's the one when you think of Joker, what sticks out most, I think it's all Heath Ledger. Now, I don't know that it's Heath Ledger that's responsible for that, or if it's because the marketing was so based on right. how I got these scars, why so serious, the gif, like you say, that lives to this day of, and here we go, is used for everything. So I think it's Heath Ledger just from a cultural standpoint. It's Heath Ledger. Yeah. I agree. Most memorable action now. You mm -hmm. have Cesar Romero <laughs> serving tea to Commodore Schmidlap. Never shall we forget. That was like the big evil moment, too. <laughs> the knee, the height of the knees while he's tiptoeing in. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted to stay light on his feet. That's all. Balancing the tray of tea. It's pretty funny. I like how the biggest evil action from that movie was literally just like midday tea. Midday tea. <laughs> it was the most evil. <laughs> Jack Nicholson shooting the Batwing with the huge pistol. You could choose a lot of Jack Comically actions here. Gun. But that, to me, was the most memorable thing. That had to be so uncomfortable on set, too, having mm -hmm. that in his pants. Not to be gross, but like to pull it out, you have to have your elbow go above your head. Walking around with that? He was not walking around with it. Let's just say Jack Nicholson. No, it was for the one shot. Yeah, I agree. But it was still in his pants. It was in his pants. <laughs> so Mark Hamill in the episode Joker's Favor, he is basically in like a road rage scenario with this regular so schmo, funny. Charlie Collins. It was, it was terrifying. It was funny. It was surprising. We learned 
that that Joker uh, just goes about his day-to-day errands dressed in full Joker garb. He's We're- driving a car just with the suit and the face paint on and just like nothing's changed. So that's truly what he is. He does get dressed up to do his Like when he choice. buys yeah. produce at the sh- supermarket, he's just in full Joker garb. Why this man hasn't been caught everywhere he goes in Gotham if he does that is beyond me. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> troubling. I would agree, but yeah, some of the the you know logistics yeah. of Batman the animated series they had some problems. All right, <laughs> most memorable action for me with Heath Ledger was the magic trick. You would not be alone in that. I don't think. I think that's something that's again taking hold of the zeitgeist. See, and... we're not spoiling, folks. No. I mean, we're just like we're we're intimating it. A lot there. of people are very aware of what the magic trick is that Heath Ledger pulled. I think. So, what's the most memorable action in? Suicide Squad from Jared Leto. To me, it's the swan diving into the vat of chemicals that you see in the trailer. It's either that or the I'm not going to kill you, I'm just going to hurt you. Right, I already mentioned the other one. Right, so So that's, again, you're just not given a lot to choose from, and I blame the studio. So I'm going to intimate at this scene, but this was the most memorable for me. Joaquin Phoenix's Randall's visit, and Mm. then the post-scene to that. The dance, everything. Well, we've seen a lot of controversy lately. I was on record, if you listen to our OSP, saying that that's probably the best scene from 2019. Yeah. Having forgotten what the music attached to that scene in the the follow-up, what the singer of that song had been convicted of previously and it's really kind of tainted that scene and it's tainted it for me as it should why they chose to use a song from someone who has been convicted of those things is beyond me so i i sadly cannot pick that now no being reminded of what i should have known at the time and having forgotten it so that's on me but i love that scene it just sucks that now that it is what it is that's the attachment in my mind does the effed up nature of it still kind of weirdly strangely sure. ridiculously work yeah of course it does of yeah. course it does it's just that it's a shame that that singer you can't enjoy it yeah. right exactly now there is the preceding scene to that scene of the where there's dancing involved which is i think just gorgeous i mean stunningly starkly beautiful one of the most vivid images we'll probably get from any joker portrayal ever uh, which is happening in the scene before that and it just makes you sick what's going on uh, the pit of your stomach we talked about in our joker osp mm-hmm. so there's a lot to be said for what ja- joaquin phoenix did certainly if you're going on recency bias that's what i would pick um the most memorable, memorable action, though, Mike. It has to be Heath Ledger. It has to be Heath Ledger, doesn't it? We, we are dating ourselves in this episode because the natural <laughs> trick, I, I think I mentioned it hyperbolically while we were doing this. The goosebumps on the back of yeah. my neck, the physical response that I have to that. Oh, and I was time. I was watching it through a whole new lens of what that character was True. going through, and it totally changed my perspective. And it, cha- it changes that scene a bit, too, as far as what he's doing. Go back and listen to our episode, and then go watch The Dark Knight immediately. <laughs> Clear your day. Watch The Dark Knight immediately. Right, yes. Then go back right. and listen to the sure. episode, and then, you know, watch it again. Right, agree. I I'm just selfish. I put us for, uh, yeah, you know, that's all it is. Okay. <laughs> Best Joker joke, Mike. <laughs> this is good. Cesar Romero actually has the audacity <laughs> to wear a, is it a red robber mask? It might have been a green. It was a green robber mask over his painted face. <laughs> What the hell is wrong with these knuckleheads? He really wanted to hide that mustache. <laughs> wanted to go out of his way to hide that mustache. Jack Nicholson's gag at the end of that one, you wouldn't hit a man with glasses. It's so beautiful because it has no business being a joke in that moment. Right. Because it's so serious. It's the climax of the encounter. 
I can't do an impression of the high-pitched Jack Nicholson at all. I don't know if you could give it a try, but you wouldn't hit it. I can't. No, there's no chance. You wouldn't hit a man. No, I can't do it. I'm sorry. That's No, we failed, <laughs> and we should have just left it there on the cutting room floor. We're idiots. Yeah. The Mark Hamill scene that I picked was an overall joke of the scenario. So this is a tribute to the writers of Batman the Animated Series, Mike, because they have Batman tied to an electric chair. It's so sick. They have a laugh-o-meter contraption where if the laugh-o-meter goes up, Batman gets electrocuted. You do not have a studio audience, mm-hmm. and yet you are playing a laugh track, right, <laughs> to basically control the laugh-o-meter. It's so good. You give the room laughing gas for no reason right. because you've already shown the lack of a studio <laughs> There's audience. There's no people there. And then Harley Quinn, on top of all these ironies, reads the phone book. <laughs> To and get the laughter. To get the That's laughing. That's supposed to be the joke right. that people the, are laughing the at. The laughing gas induced right. laughter. It's brilliant. It's so convoluted. It's a laugh And yet track, the laugh. whole thing, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this, but the whole plan is just foiled by, like, somebody swooping in at the last Cat, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like, come Cat on. Catwoman. Yeah. Ridiculous. All and that great. set up, and you didn't look at the windows. That's the harshest spoiler we've given thus right. far, but you still would want to watch that. It was hilarious. All right. Heath Ledger. Could you just give me a minute? <laughs> one of my favorite quotes from that movie as well. Jared Leto, it's the pre-production. I mean, the fact that he gifted all the dead and live animals, but also cupcakes. It's, it's Really, it's how you feel about the A-listers of Hollywood being taken down a peg or two is how you're going to answer this. There's sex toys, too. I forgot about that. Yeah. Sex toys, cupcakes, live and dead animals. If you if you enjoy the idea of Will Smith opening up a dead rat, a present with a dead rat in it, you're sick, but that's going to be your winner. That's going to be your winner. And I think the only funny thing from Joaquin Phoenix is who he kisses in this movie. Like, he kisses a psychologist yeah. on the lips at one point as uh, as Arthur Flex last That's show. the problem with the Joaquin portrayal. And one of the biggest detriments we have to it is that there's not a whole bunch of dimensions to that character. Not well, the dimensions are different, let's just say. And I think we, we talked about yeah. it ad nauseum, yeah, but I would agree. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I would have to disqualify him because there's not objectively any kinds of jokes going on. You're too appalled to even laugh right. in that moment. Yeah. Okay, so who do you pick? I'm going to pick one that you didn't mention. And it's Heath Ledger after doing the magic trick, after meeting with these people, after showing them he's wearing all kinds of grenades, he's like, I'm going to leave you my card. And his right. card is just the Joker playing card. And then he leaves, leaving them no way to Again, get in contact with him. Myself, I was too shocked on every viewing to ever laugh at that. Ever. And I've seen this movie ten times by now, maybe eleven. So good. I've never laughed at that moment, but it is rather funny when you talk Mark about it. Mark Hamill, too. Is so funny. If you think about logistically the time that must have been spent to get to that point in that cartoon. The biggest laugh for me, surprisingly, was when I saw those idiots in Batman from 1966, the movie, (laughs) wearing the masks over all of their masks. You like that? It made me laugh in the moment hard. Like, I was really laughing. Like, what effing knuckleheads that entire movie is very funny from the very first scene where a shark is supposed to have jumped out of the water and grabbed batman's leg i you knew where that movie was going (laughs) right from they were hiding nothing when you you, have the muppet shark biting (laughs) adam west's leg and he keeps punching (laughs) yeah for a very long time in midair up in the air like wildly uh, farther than any shark should be able to jump out of the water Campiness. I love campiness. We need more campiness on the show. (laughs) All right, Mike, the most evil deed to get a little serious here. And then we start with Caesar Romero turning the world (laughs) leaders into dust. (laughs) 
was so ridiculous. Starting on a high note. Jack Nicholson was gassing the citizens of Gotham to death after handing out millions of dollars. Yeah. That was pretty evil. Absolutely evil. Mark Hamill terrorizing a regular citizen. Again, I'm referring to Joker's favor here with the Charlie Collins character. That poor bastard. Talk about wrong place, wrong time, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie Collins had a, had a rough go it's in a that bad day. That's bad a bad day. That's a no good, very bad day for Charlie. Bad six months yeah. based on that episode. <laughs> bad life. Yeah. Heath Ledger, the two ferry boat game of death. That was evil. Very intelligent. Hmm. Uh, and again, we talked about in that episode how, if that was real life, things probably would have turned out differently. Oh, it would have. Yeah. <laughs> and Jigsaw would be proud, yes. Jared Leto electroshock therapies his future girlfriend. That was their foreplay. That was their meet cute. What Everybody the fuck? Everybody needs a hobby. Wow. Why do we not get on characters like... I mean, that's wholly unnecessary abuse. Thoroughly right? Like, and it, you didn't hear a word peeped about it. And apparently that was like the least of what they left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. So maybe it wouldn't have worked. I, I kind of said, you know, you could add that serious narrative about the character overcoming abuse or not. And yeah, that but she was been being psychologically abused, obviously. Right. So you could have just relied on that. I don't know that you needed to go all the way. It's not a point that I brought up. I'm just thinking about it now. I don't mean to think that you needed the whole physical abuse aspect of it. It's gross. Yeah. Bottom line. It's kind of gratuitous. And then all I'm going to say for Joaquin Phoenix is the Murray Franklin show. Pretty evil. Very evil. Uh, that whole movie has a lot of evil in it, yeah. I would say. So if you think about what the citizens of Gotham end up doing, I wonder if Joaquin Phoenix's evil deeds even amount to much as far as what actually is going on in the city otherwise. It's the most animalistic, Shocking. pure evil. Yeah. yeah I, because I, it's like it's society mm. is in a dark place. Right. Yeah. I can't reward that. <laughs> Just a good fit. I also don't think, seriously, I don't think it's the most evil deed because if you're talking just apples to apples and taking all these deeds seriously, right? Jack wanted to kill the city. He did. He wanted to kill right every citizen of Gotham. I think that's the most evil deed. He had a plan in place to lure them in and then do away with them all in one swoop. And yet Heath is trying to show the rest of the world that people are all savage animals. Jack's game was more so, so, like revenge just, on one city. Yeah, it was. It was more physical and more, and Heath's more cerebral. He and does kind of want to psychological. Watch, he kind of want to watch the world burn right. after this scenario. Right. Ah, it's tough. Like in the moment, I would agree with you. Jack is inflicting more damage. We are fucked up to come up with this category. <laughs> That's what I want to know. That's what, that's what I come down with. I think Leto wins the most wholly unnecessary, and what the hell were the writers thinking? But I don't... I really haven't heard a lot of people comment on that, but that was wholly unnecessary, now that I think about it. Evil. Yeah. Messed up. Wow. Best movie, Mike! <laughs> Try is... to turn this around and end on a high note. All right, so we got Batman the movie from 66. No. <laughs> All right, so that's both our number fives. Yeah, they cannot. How can that win based on what we've seen from these other movies? All right, true. Uh, but even is it even better than Suicide Squad as an enjoyable experience? It's God, I, I think it is. If you me. walk into a movie theater and you don't know what you're going to see that day, okay, and if it's a random watch, right? Like you're just signing up for for a dark watch. You like have no idea what's going to be back in the Stone watch. Age when yeah. people would flip the channels as, and just come upon something. As I, as I currently watch TV, <laughs> yes, either or, uh, and you're shown Batman sixty six, 
or under the same circumstances you're shown Suicide Squad? Which do you think you enjoy more? Right, you, look, you got to watch one of the two right now after this recording. Which is it going to be? For me, it's Batman 66 all day. So I take it back. I am putting Suicide Squad as my last place, number five. And my number four is Batman 66. I can't. No. I can't. I cannot reward. No. <laughs> Batman 66 is, is, is fifth. No. It's fifth. I'm sorry. I disagree. <laughs> Suicide Squad is fourth. Maybe it's 5A and 5B, and then we'll go with one, two, then and three. Then go down to three. Okay. <laughs> so who's your number three? We got Dark Knight, Joker, and Batman 89. All right. I, I think, based on what I've said, my number one is probably obvious. I'm just debating on what I want for two. Mm-hmm. I get, it's recency bias, but I'll put Joker two, Batman 89 three. I had the opportunity to see Joker again the other night because okay. I went to the movies and they said that it was broke. It was the first time. Like, I went to the furthest movie theater I could go to, to the city, because right. I'm going to see an indie film. I was going to see Manos, right. which will mean nothing to anybody five years from now when somebody <laughs> listens to this episode. I was going to see that movie and I was very upset and instead I just went home right. and ate almonds. <laughs> Right, and I could have seen the Joker again, and I refused to see it again. So I'm gonna put. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Joker is my number three. I'm gonna put Batman '89 as my number two. Dark Knight's number one. Dark Knight's number one, easily. Easily. I mean, it's just the what a film. What it was the best movie of that year, and it changed the way we do the Oscars. It changed the way we think about films, comic book movies specifically. It changed the way that we uh, nominate films for best picture. It just is easily the best movie. Experience. It was the greatest blockbuster in a while for us. Yeah. I admit, we're biased because we were at the height of our movie watching. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. We were at the the coolest of our movie watching powers. <laughs> yeah, now we're at the height of our good movie edit, watching yeah. powers. But yeah. Joker, Batman. I have to rewatch the Joker is where I'm landing on this. I'll stick with it for now. I'll put Batman 89 at three. That's your number two. I want to like Joker more. I mean, for Christ's yeah. sake, we did this whole eight episode, nine episode series around that movie. I want to like it more. That's a good point. Every news episode we've done is featured a Joker movie It has segment. highlights. I mean, it's not wholly off-putting. Like, the score, we both say, has to be nominated. Should definitely be nominated. Joaquin Phoenix, I do say, right. has to be nominated. So, I know we argued about it, but yeah. I'll, I'll stick with it. You're sticking with it? Joker's I'm sticking with it. Right, Joker's 3, it Batman 89 was much more fun yeah. than I thought. Certainly and it's was. a campy number two, but it's still a number two in my Certainly opinion. Certainly was more fun to watch. That's that's without question, guys. Uh, like always, that's where you come in. We want to know your thoughts. Certainly want to know your ranking. want to know your rankings, not only of the movies, but also of the Joker portrayals. And what is your favorite Joker? And what do you think is the most evil deed that any of these have done? Uh, that could be something fun for you to weigh in on. And we love hearing from all of you, as always. We want to hear your comments, questions, concerns about that. And about anything else we do here in the MMO universe, including putting a tidy little bow on this Joker character study series that it is now in our rear view and we get to move on to the next absurd and inane rewatch that we decide to do, uh, which, which we may not have time for. It may not be until next year. Is going to be something that you may have to dictate, or at least at yeah. this stage of the game, we are open to all suggestions. Sure. What do you want to see us rewatch? And let us know. I mean, it's a, that's the words of wisdom for the day. I like it. I, I like think. It. Uh, I think we've been, you know, bringing up a bunch of things, but there's no obvious answer. So let us know. Yeah. And my God, do we have movies on the horizon that we're about to yeah. give the review treatment to and get into? The series we're doing now 
is the Oscar Sprint Profile right. Series. It's the Oscar Race Checkpoint ongoing, updating you on all the movie news and award season news series, and it's MMOW and all that. Yeah, so you have Oscar Race Checkpoints to look forward to in your immediate future. You have... Hopefully an Oscar Sprint profile, a parasite that's going to be in your very near future, an immediate future. We want to hear your thoughts, comments, questions, concerns about all of it. You can leave those with us at Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook, Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Instagram, at MM and Oscar on Twitter, Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com, and on Reddit. We are available everywhere you hear podcasts, including and especially Apple Podcasts. And as always, if you have an iPhone, use iTunes, which I think they just officially shut down yesterday, so nobody has iTunes anymore. Huh. Or if you use Apple Podcasts, if you can click on the podcast app on your iPhone there it's that little purple box with the little uh i don't know i guess straight smile we'll say because it's the joker series uh sticking out from the middle of it tap on that type in mike mike and oscar in the search and submit you'll be able to see our logo tap on that once scroll down once and you'll be able to see the opportunity to leave us five stars if you can do that we really truly appreciate it it and takes you five times the amount of time to describe to what to do, to do it. yeah then what That's it takes to absolutely do. accurate yes uh also tell your friends and if you don't tell your friends at least steal their phones and then give it back to them once you're done leaving the five star review on their phone so but we need the reviews so but i'll it. take it anyway i could get it <laughs> um we talked about what your words of wisdom are we talked about what's coming next do you have anything else you would like to end this episode on michael this was a lot of fun it was much more fun than i thought and we actually did a rewatch series where we didn't love the movie at yeah. the end of the rainbow kind of thing because most of the rewatch series we've done mission impossible mm -hmm. halloween to, uh, pixar with toy story 4 marvel marvel with uh the the avengers infinity war and the game yeah yeah i mean then we did a whole avengers series mm -hmm. you know of like 10 episodes uh before end game every series we've done with the exception of this and kind of the nun we we did a conjuring right. universe yeah, mini series true. maybe true so those are the two. I, I like this one a lot. Yeah, this and was despite the the end of the. Movie. This was a very unique watch for us. We're concentrating on a character and a portrayal and different actors right. as opposed to, and performances as opposed to the movie. So it was it was totally fun and hopefully it's something that we can do and repeat again. Uh, well, we can easily do the the Batman character study. You know, for the Robert Pattinson, Matt Reeves movie. I mean, that could that could happen. Maybe we'll just do the different grunts of Dom Toretto from the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> you keep bringing this up. What does this grunt mean from Vin Diesel? <laughs> the Rock being involved with an MMO rewatch is going to have to happen. At some of course. Point. Maybe we'll just do the whole Rocky franchise, starting with his portrayal from Survivor Series 1996. Yeah, you don't... All the way through. You don't mean Sylvester Stallone's Rocky franchise. You Absolutely mean... Absolutely not. Dwayne Johnson's... I do. Correct. Entire history and entertainment. He is a massive human being. His bicep now is the size of my face. It's just a giant bicep, and I have a big head. It's an impressive it's a lot bicep. Of face here. Yeah. It's like face from Nick Jr. Not the way I thought today's episode was going to end. <laughs> But we just couldn't stop talking today, and that happens on MMO Award shows at times. Sure we always does. have fun with these. And yes, this entire rewatch was fun to bring it full circle. Yeah, good ending there, and way to save this at the ending of this episode, Michael. Guys, when reality sucks, you can come watch the movies featuring the Joker and not with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round without the stuffiness. We hope you enjoyed the Joker character study series, and we will see you soon. See you. Ah, 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 ah. Ah! Ah!